see. <laughs> it's going to be so weird. Okay. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Hello. See, it's so weird without a camera. I feel like I should be looking somewhere, but now I'm just like, I guess I'll look at you. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. No, I think that's probably better anyway. Leads to better conversation. More natural. Yeah, either way, I don't know how to act in front of like anything that's not just another person. So I guess with time, it'll just get easier. So welcome to our very first episode. We are here to just speak our truth and we felt compelled to do so. And so we're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. <laughs> I know I was like not um, fretting, not fretting, that's the wrong word. Not um, I wasn't not not looking forward to it, but obviously anything new. It's just like that icky feeling like, oh God, what if nobody likes it? Or like, what if nobody listens? But We've already went over that about how we'd rather resonate with one person than not speak our truth or not put anything out there for the fear of being rejected or whatnot. But I think that it'll definitely help with both of us and our, you know, life journey. Yeah, <laughs> needing to get over criticism and how you just said. Totally. Before. I I've actually been thinking about that something along those lines a lot, where I feel like it feels better to just. Ultimately, it feels better to put yourself out there and just do it than it is to procrastinate about it and think about what if. Like, you know what? I should do that. I put it on my to-do list and see if I check it off. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and then if you're checking things off and like, I mean, who cares about a to-do list? But just like focusing on things in your self-care and your wellness to like do better in life then you're mm -hmm. like yes that feels better <laughs> yeah. than just beating myself up about how not, I want or to not be. doing it beating yourself up for just not doing it yeah I know I tend to do that I I don't remember where who the quote was from but it was something along the lines of it doesn't matter how you look doing it but if you're doing it to better yourself then you're already there yeah essentially yeah, people who are going to hate on you for putting yourself out there are likely not putting themselves out there. Mm -hmm. So you probably just need to like not concern yourself with yeah. that thought process. Because that's always my thought process at the gym. <laughs> I'm like, I literally look like a homeless woman right now because <laughs> my hair is always a mess. I'm always so frizzy and I just wear like big baggy t-shirts and whatever. And there's always girls in like the gym shark attire and they're like all hot. And then I'm just like... A frappy little I don't know anyway besides the point um so yeah <laughs> <laughs> vulnerability <laughs> uh so to, to today okay so we would like to have structure in our podcast episodes of course also um apologies ahead of time for any <laughs> background noises we are in my room in my house with my family so thankfully my parents are at home at the moment um so but they disclaimer. more than likely will be home at some point and my dogs so yeah just apologizing for any anything because <laughs> there, there might be a lot at some point i'm hoping not though so fingers crossed but anyway <laughs> continue um but yes uh lack of structure uh disclaimers realness and uh we will you know try our very best to have a subject matter 
for each episode, but we want to just hang out and talk and get deep and just, yeah. So we uh, will continue to evolve. We appreciate you listening. And yes, today we will be talking about vulnerability. It was uh, mentioned in a Instagram post that I had posted regarding this podcast and we received a lot of good feedback about it. Um, Basically, I was just being very truthful about my day. I was crying a lot that day. I was not feeling it, but I decided to share that experience on social media with the community, with other people. Yeah, which honestly is hard. Yes. It's really hard. Um, I just saw this feed yesterday of this girl, and it was like the epitome of a perfect lifestyle. One of those Instagram feeds where you scroll through it, you're like, damn, my life sucks. (laughs) Like, she's like, I'm not saying that she's trying hard to make it that way, but... I think she's just good at social media. Mm -hmm. She just shows what people want to see and what people will like. And that's awesome. Good for her. And she does travel a lot. So it seems, and that's super cool. But I just, I guess that's not something that I resonate with because it seems so filtered. Like it seems so, these are only the good moments and that's everywhere. Anybody can do that. You know, it takes the complete opposite to really put yourself in a position where you're like, I'm not having a good day and I don't want people to see, but I need people to see it so they can allow themselves to have bad days and not beat themselves up over it or not feel like because you take 10 steps back that you won't progress 20 steps further the next day even. Totally. You know, so it takes um, a lot of courage and a lot of bravery to really put the opposite of what we usually see on Instagram. And I went through like a mass unfollowing recently. I've had my Instagram since it came out. So next year is going to be 10 years that I've had Instagram. A decade. I feel so old. It's insane. And I'm not even that old. So (laughs) yeah, it's probably blaring. Um, But yeah, and it's just, I've had it for so long. So there's obviously a lot of ghost followers, a lot of people whose accounts probably aren't active, who are following me uh, specifically and vice versa. So I went through like a mass unfollowing and unfollowed a lot of people that I went to high school with because it's like all love but I don't really I don't know you you don't care for me so why am I going to have you in my feed um yeah your internet space has to reflect your like space in real life too yeah which is something that I'm just getting around to I mean Mm -hmm. slowly but surely like oh yeah it's a journey (laughs) yeah no it is um on my private account it's been a lot easier because it was a new newer account from like I think about three years ago now so I was able to just only follow people that I cared to see I have a very small following on it um but lately I've just been following a lot of like uh, eco-friendly pages whatnot people that are just real and there's this one girl specifically her name is Jamie and I love her rawness and her realness and she just doesn't give a fuck and it's so cool and it's really inspiring and then a lot of other people who are super passionate about what they believe in and it's given me the um, ability to feel like I don't have to be ashamed for what I believe in and I'm gonna be one of those people that tend to be like the other people who um, not to say like disagree with what I have to say but maybe aren't like super into what I'm into might come off as preachy like I may to them Mm -hmm. but I have beliefs and I have opinions and I think that they're worth sharing so that other people can feel the same way, like, you know, sparked like how I felt. Mm -hmm. And it's just a ripple effect. Totally. So that I guess that also comes to play with vulnerability and just being open to allowing yourself to be able to post 
all of you and not mm-hmm. just the good shiny parts. Totally. Yeah, no, I think that, I mean, what you're referring to is just activism in some way where you're like, this is going to help the betterment of the world, so I need to speak up on the behalf of it. And that's like kind of something that I've been trying to wrap my head around too, where I'm like, I, I, I could let my fear make me not say something or maybe if I say something, it'll have some change. And like you said, a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And you don't even necessarily have to say anything. You just need to, you know, be there to show a representation of how you can do this in order to like have a lesser impact. And sometimes trying to have a lesser impact or doing something that's like kind of weird yeah, it just takes a lot of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And you got to applaud people who do that. Yeah, even just yesterday, this girl posted on her story, like, one of those um, um, pictures where the basis of it was saying, like, you can't love animals and eat them, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, it shouldn't be controversial, but it is. Mm-hmm. Because people are like, well, I love animals, but I eat them still. And I, I, I know at the end of the day that it's just an opinion mm-hmm. both ways um, for me to say that you can't love animals and eat them too. But it's what I believe. So why shouldn't I feel the need to post it? You know, I, w- I even DM'd her and I was like, God, I want to post this so bad. But like, I don't want to be one of those people. She's like, well, we got to speak up for ourselves, you know. And so... I ended up posting it, and I've been losing a lot of followers lately. Well, but I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna attract the people who uh, have the same ideals as me and who want to see that content and who agree with me. And so I know that I'm gonna lose people, but it's not, it's not like it affects me personally or it affects anything in general. Um, because that- I mean, ultimately, what your truth is is that you're trying to create less harm, and so that's like ultimately the bottom line. And if someone doesn't agree with you advocating for creating less harm, then why do you need to have them in your life? Don't have them follow you. Like, sure, yeah. I don't... I agree with you. I, It's it's difficult to... I, I had, like, a similar, similar experience when I was posting on social media and then, like, immediately after started feeling guilty for, you know, calling someone out on their actions pretty much is what like that's the reason why people are getting defensive is yeah you're feeling like they're being called yeah out. exactly which is like if the shoe fits but i none of this is directed at anybody right exactly so why are but, you and defensive? then and so then it's like a journey on your on your own behalf where you're like i'm being vulnerable but i need to like just put it out there and people can receive it how they want to receive it like everyone's working on their own personal journey and so if it resonates with you to like maybe make change after that or to get upset, then that's just right. where you're at. Yeah. It's either I can recognize this within myself as something that makes me feel some type of reaction arising. And that can be either because I know that what I'm doing or the lack thereof, I feel guilty about, but I care, I don't care enough to make the change mm-hmm. or it can spark that change. Um, I had this girl DM me who I went to school with. Um, I think she's like a year or two older than me. And she just randomly DM me like, um, hey, I'm thinking about going vegan. You know, I really want to make the change. Eating uh, meat lately has left a really sour taste in my mouth because I know what's behind it now. I just want some um, any advice or tips you have. And I was like, I don't know. It was just really surprising, mm-hmm. like just randomly how she came to me. And multiple other people have come to me about zero waste and how they can, you know, turn to less um plasticky products and whatever it may be but it's just mm-hmm. inspiring that i know that 
because I'm starting to like, so I took that social media hiatus for like 30 days in mm-hmm. the month of July, June. I don't even remember. It was June. <laughs> it was all of June. Um, and then when I came back, I, I, I told myself like, I'm going to resonate with my purpose and I'm going to adhere to that. And I'm not going to look back. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on Instagram to try and resonate with as many people as I can. Um, and it's been working. So, mm-hmm. I mean, even today, I like made that post. I don't know if you saw it. And the shitty thing is, is that if it's not a picture of my face, it's not going to get as much attention. And usually the ones that aren't on my face are the captions that are worth reading. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that I shouldn't feel compelled to post a picture of my face in order to receive the attention because what I have to say is attention worthy in itself. Mm-hmm. And so um, the picture today was just like of the sky and it had like a really long caption about like what's going on with the destruction of the world and whatnot. And it only got like 53 likes. Mm-hmm. You know, pictures of my face get upwards of like 120, 150, whatever. Mm-hmm. So because of that, sometimes I wish that I did have more of a following just so I could get my message out there. And so I could let people know that they're not alone but the six seven people who did comment on it let me know that thank you like I'm glad I'm not alone like you're not alone either like you know they had really supportive things to say so at the end of the day it always comes back to the same thing like I'd rather resonate with a small group of people who really fuck with what I have to say versus try to reach a large audience who dismisses it well, from a social media manager perspective, I would say just put the meaningful caption on the picture of your face so that yeah, I know they'll look at your face, but then yeah. maybe they'll because like just from that perspective where it's like okay, you have to look at the image first, and then sure, then you can get pulled into the caption. Yeah. Sometimes people will just see the sky and then just keep on. Right, people are scrolling through Instagram so yeah. fast nowadays, and that's why I appreciate like having a podcast and having a way to. Right. Um, you know be able to create content where you're being able to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and then people can actually consume it but well to be honest the only reason i didn't post a picture of my face is i don't have one like i've already i know i feel that life i already used all of them i got my camera all slim right now i i I deleted like most of my pictures so but i mean just on the instagram talk i probably have only posted like four photos this entire summer and I was thinking about, like, what am I going to say when I actually post something again? And it's, like, kind of just, like, one of these damn vulnerable posts again where it's, like, dude, I have this whole entire conversation going in my mind about what I should be posting on social media. And I'm trying to dissect that where I'm, like, why do I have to have a conversation about what I'm going to be saying? Or I should just say it. Or what is... Why... Yeah. Why am I having this conversation? Are you saying that you feel like you, you should just be able to post something just to post something that doesn't always have to have, like... I mean, yeah, I think that, like, because of my marketing background... Mm, you, know, you feel I like feel you like, always have to say... Yeah, like, I always have to be on point with all of my posts. So it's probably not. something that I really have to work on letting go. Um, but then what happens is, and that's kind of ties back to exactly what I was just saying, is, like, I'm just procrastinating posting because... I do. I was actually thinking about that today. I do miss... You My on presence? social, yeah, because you were you were an inspiration for me with so many different things. So I definitely, yeah. But anyway, continue. No, 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 no. I appreciate that. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like why. So that that's why I'm like, why do I have these conversations? Because then I look back and I have all these. I have comments that you know people resonate with what I'm saying, and I'm like, Christina, then stop it. Just say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, it's. It's good to just put yourself out there, regardless of what the picture is 
you know, putting the caption there and just speaking your truth is good. Like, that is a really good point, though, because for the people that did come, like, the whole point or the whole reason why we decided to speak about vulnerability was because of that Instagram post that I posted. And so that was all off the cuff. That was the photo that I took at that moment and caption that I wrote at that moment. Yeah. And put no hashtags underneath it. So I know that the reach for that was just purely my my the people who were mm-hmm. following me. Yeah. And to have that much of a feedback was very unexpected. Yeah. And so for that for that that was a uh, telling for knowing what that impact can have. And you never know unless you actually like do it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, it's funny how the vulnerability just went straight to like social media because I feel like that is something that's lacking on social media big time. Um, but what about vulnerability in IRL, <laughs> in day-to-day life, and in, I guess, finding the vulnerability to just be a human being? Yeah. Because yeah. as much as we um, only show the good parts of ourselves online. It's the same way in person, I'm sure too. Mm -hmm. For most people, I mean, for me, I don't really mind being a mess. Um, I think it's beautiful and it's part of being a human, but for a lot of other people, it's always just like a mask, Mm -hmm. a a masked smile Mm -hmm. constantly. Um, which I think that a lot of people get hard over the years, Mm -hmm. um, because of, past instances and whatever it may be um that makes us hard but I think vulnerability is beautiful and it's it's being soft is the strongest thing that you can do in a world of with what's going on currently so, I agree with that 100 percent. yeah I yeah I think that there's a lot of strength in being soft it's really it's a really interesting thing to think about. Mm-hmm. It's it's part of the divine dichotomy. It's just mm-hmm. part of the paradox of life itself, and how the just the polarities um, within just spiritual truth and just I don't know life in general. But I've always said um, because I have always been just naturally trusting and naturally forgiving, and like I trust people really easily, and I always have and. At this point in my life, there's not a lot of new people coming in as compared to when I was like in high school and stuff and constantly meeting new people. But I've always just let people in. Like I'm an open book. I've never mm-hmm. felt the need to be closed off besides when I was closed off for a couple years. Um, but I always say that I'd rather get stabbed in the back by every person I ever let in than to never let anybody in ever again because it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, like holding those grudges and protecting yourself and um, accumulating this shell that mm-hmm. is impenetrable is just not worth the suffering it brings, you know, mm-hmm. because then you just, you don't, because human connection is vital to existence. Mm-hmm. You just, you can't be a human without other humans. We need each other. Mm-hmm. It sucks because, you know, I have, for me specifically, I just have like a love-hate relationship with the human race. Yes. Because I know we're all trying our best, but it's like, damn, are you really trying your best? Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people just, it just doesn't show, but um, I've just always found being vulnerable to, it just comes naturally. I think it does to everybody, but it's pain and experience and hurt, uh, inflicted upon us that makes us 
the opposite. And I feel like it's so hard to hold up those walls and it would be to just let them go. Mm -hmm. But just the thought of something happening again, because all we base our current experiences off is the past, Mm -hmm. then it's like impossible for some people. They're just like, I can't, I can't let these walls down. I'm too scared. It's always fear. Mm -hmm. It's always fear, but... That's what about vulnerability in an uh, expense of showing a lot of emotion then? Is that vulnerability that you can that you feel like you could get into? Yeah, pretty easily. I mean, I feel like these days i'm I'm pretty much at a constant like state of peace, which is really cool. It's, I've come a long way. Um, so I don't really experience a lot of overwhelming, overwhelming emotions like I used to, but when I feel something, I'm going to let myself feel it. Like a couple weekends ago, me and my boyfriend were at the lab, just like, I don't this cute little place. <laughs> and, um, I don't remember, <laughs> see, that's the thing is that emotions are so fleeting, but I don't even remember what it was. I was, oh, I remember what I was upset over, but that's uh, a little personal to get into right now. But I just like kind of was feeling and I just stepped aside and like laid my head on his chest in the middle of this like open public place and like started crying. And I wasn't afraid to feel it because I know that if I didn't let myself feel it right when I was feeling it, either number one, I had to bottle it up, which never feels good. Or number two, uh, well, I guess that's the only option. I would have just bottled it up and saved it for another time, which it accumulates and then that becomes like... The shell. The shell or mm-hmm. physical embodiment, stress, mm-hmm. you know, um, physical pain, uh, whatever it may be. A lot of um, things that we bottle up tend to manifest into physical form. So I just know that it's better just to write it out and it lasts like five minutes mm-hmm. because I know that it's meant to be felt. But once we attach our thoughts or judgments onto it, that's when it becomes a bad thing to cry or a negative thing or becoming weak. Mm-hmm. But it's not—it's none of those things. Yeah, it's it just experiencing the feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. And I honestly, there's times where I think about the um, emotional roller coaster that I used to be and how I missed that because it was so deep and intense. But it was a constant up and down, up and down. There was never any plateaus. There was ever, there was never any stability. It was just either really fucking high or really low. Mm-hmm. And it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. That's the only word I can use to describe it. It was absolutely exhausting. And this was after um, my really intense psychedelic experience. So for about like six months of my life after that, it was just, woo-woo. and it was... It was so beautiful to feel so much, but it was just, ugh. Exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it just took way too much of my energy. And I I give such big props to my ex-boyfriend who was with me at that time because he dealt with a lot and he put up, not put up with, because I mean, it's not like I was a burden, but it was a lot, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm really glad that he was there to uh, help me through those times for sure. Definitely grateful for that, but... Yeah, so I'm glad to be at where I am not at now, um, and I do think that I I sometimes do miss feeling a lot, but I know I'd rather be at a state where I am at now than you know constantly just as people say over emotional, which I don't think there's a, such a thing. There's a difference between like overreactional and over emotional. Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um. I mean, I find that when you're having a lot of range of emotion, 
that can make you feel exhausting like outside of psychedelics it's just like it can become a lot and you definitely need to gather tools to you know not exhaust yourself with your emotions I mean I find that I'm probably doing that to myself I'm getting myself really sad about things for no reason or like putting expectations or limiting beliefs and so I think that it's definitely a journey I think that for me a lot of the things is just more so like societal things oh yeah and I think that that's kind of also ties into vulnerability too where it's like you can't be vulnerable you have to have your shit together you have to be at certain places at a certain age and that's just like bullshit (laughs) hmm yeah definitely I think that it's important to acknowledge that getting into a place to of allowing yourself to be vulnerable but not in a place where the vulnerability is an excuse to dwell on the emotions Mm -hmm. takes practice as does everything it's not like overnight after six months one day i was like hey i'm fine like no it was a long grueling journey to um finally just be like okay there has to be something that i can do to like neutralize what i'm feeling and how i'm feeling it and how i go about it so for me exercise was the first thing that helped me like be okay like just to like be proactive and do something physically for myself for the first time in my life Mm -hmm. well I did sports when I was young for a long time but I stopped I hadn't done sports from middle school until high school even obviously now but you know what I mean so at this point in my life I was like 19 19 20 um so yeah exercise journaling like my first journal is covered from front to back like the writing was so intense and just long and now would be just beautiful to look back at I do enjoy looking back at it sometimes just to see um the crazy emotion emotional roller coaster that I was but uh, just finding outlets and allowing yourself that vulnerability and just being with yourself like for me now meditation is the biggest mm-hmm. thing and I don't even do it on a daily basis because I find that I'm almost in not I wouldn't say constantly but I would say about maybe like 75% 80% of the day depending on what I'm doing is in a flow state like it's just you know just letting my thoughts roll by not attaching any of them to uh, sorry attaching any um label or whatever to them and just letting them be which in itself is meditation right so a lot of people get that twisted they think that they have to sit in a quiet corner by themselves for an hour every day in the dark or something in order to achieve this meditative state but it can come with anything like i find meditation in uh driving because I'm like listening to what I'm listening to and I'm paying attention to it and I'm getting from point A to point B without, I don't know. I find that when I'm listening to podcasts or like classical music on the way to school, I'm like not as angry driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been meditating in the car pretty frequently now, actually. I've been doing the daily insight, like just in the, in the five minute drive that I have to take in the morning. So I... I actually, and I listen to like meditation music while I'm at work. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. I try to just, it's, you know, meditation is just about like, you know, having the thoughts and having them go and just being aware of your breath and therefore aware of your presence. Right. And that's just, <laughs> that's ideal. <laughs> yeah. Awareness and presence is one and the same. So, 
Um, I think that bringing awareness to feelings is the best way to allow them to be and then allow them to go mm-hmm. the same way with thoughts. Mm-hmm. Just because you acknowledge them doesn't mean that you have to hold on to them. Right. And so with like expectations and with, um, what else did you mention? You said? Uh, limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. right. Those are, um, you know, those are self-created. Mm-hmm. So if you can create them, you can destroy them. Totally. Which in itself is another form of creation. You know, just creating a new way to see things. And mm-hmm. even for today, like, when I set this little table up, I was like, all right, Grace, no expectations. Mm-hmm. If we record, we record. If we don't, we don't. You mm-hmm. know, just getting together and further planning for the future is being proactive. Mm-hmm. And so that in itself, I think, sets you up for a lot better days, just having a day where you don't have any expectations, which is hard to get at because we have all of these preconceived notions of how things should go based on how things have gone or how have, how they haven't gone. You know, like the only thing that we look to for future experience is past experience. So just by understanding that every moment, every experience, every interaction is new, then there's nothing to expect out of it mm-hmm. because you can't. Mm-hmm. You literally cannot. It's all imaginary. Right. So just detaching yourself, even if you do have some expectation for it, be like, okay, well, there's a difference between having goals for something and how you would like it to go versus needing it to go that way or being disappointed if it does not go that way. Like, well, here's the, there's like what the best, um, most ideal outcome is. And if it doesn't go that way, fine, there's mm-hmm. nothing I can do about it. So why would I fret about it? Yeah. You know, it's surrendering. One hundred percent. That's you. Which are, is a huge part of vulnerability as well. Yes. it's all about surrender. Yeah, it's just you. It, for me, I think where I've embraced a lot of surrendering is just like I want. I I have. I'm in the period of my life where I'm supposed to have things planned out and they're supposed to go a specific way. But if I'm surrendering, then who cares? Like, right? We just continue to live our lives and you know, not worry about the limiting beliefs or having the expectations and just relying on divine timing Mm -hmm. that things will happen when they happen. Mm -hmm. And then you just have to trust the universe. 100%. That it's going to happen. And also being proactive about the things that you want to happen. And, you know, whether that's making a dream board or, you know, uh, future self journaling or just journaling in general and just having these ideas that you and these goals set out for yourself. But you can't just like write them down once and then never look at it again and never think about it again. It's like, well, it's in the universe's hands now. Oh. You know, you know, I'm not saying that you do that, but in general, no, some sure. people think that that's what manifestation is. Like, well, I think the thought, so now it's going to happen. It's like, no. Or when you're surrendering, then you're just going to, you know. Well, I guess I'll just lay in bed all day. And, yeah, and let know, things happen to me. <laughs> my next job will just walk itself through my door. Right, yeah. But um, that's, I think that's a huge thing. And that's why people can't be vulnerable is because they can't surrender to what is Mm -hmm. they they have such a hard time um you know surrendering to the fact that there is a lot of darkness within ourselves and they you know there's just like you said there's just such a lot of societal stigma on what should be and how Mm -hmm. you should be and Mm -hmm. because you're 30 years old you you feel like you should be at this point or whatever it may be and it's just not accurate. There's no such thing as what should and shouldn't be. And just because it's been a way doesn't mean that it's going to be your way. Mm-hmm. And every and I think like you saying that will probably make so many people feel so much better because 
I mean, okay, dad, yeah, I get it. You moved out when you were 24 and bought a house and married mom. Like, okay, cool. Right. That was like whenever, you know, that yeah. was in whatever year it was. Things are different now. <laughs> right. It's not our fault that things are the way they are. And so therefore things are going to be different. Yeah. If you think about the history of all of humanity, there's a lot it's of things that are different. different. Yeah. It's always changing. It's ever changing. So and for the people who are like, it needs to be this way, you're like, why it's not working always changing yeah it's just mind-boggling so Um, it's just about being open-minded and receptive to outcomes and things that can happen right yeah and so with being vulnerable there's a lot of things that could happen out of that you could you know find yourself in a lot of pain afterward because you're finally allowing yourself to be and feel what hasn't been able to be felt because of the fear of what's you know what's behind that's hard it's very hard for sure. I think that's why I'm so afraid to do shrooms. Because <laughs> I don't think that I couldn't handle what comes, but I think that there's always a possibility that it could get a little bit dark. But I mean, I've always acknowledged, well, not always, but um, I've been pretty good at acknowledging my dark side the last couple, three years, whatever that even means. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just like, I don't even know specifically, honestly. I think that's why it's it's a little challenging for me to push myself to get out. I think it's an ego. Well, I know it's an ego thing. My ego's just like, look, I'm, I'm nestled in here right now. I'm chilling. There's no need to push me away. Like, we're, we're cool right now because we are. I get along with my ego, and I think that's why I'm so happy lately because I know that a lot of um, things that don't feel like me aren't me. Like, know. you know, the reactions that I have or, like, the moods that I feel or mm-hmm. the jealousy that occurs. It's not me, and I know that. And yeah, so, that comes with a lot of education, though. I think that you've read, I, as, <laughs> as far as I know about your what you've read in the last couple of years, I yeah. feel like it helps you ground yourself. And, 100%, yeah. Like, that's just, like, you know, those, those tools that I was talking about. Like, reading and consuming that information really helps you solidify your thought process. Oh, 100%, <laughs> yeah. And so, and so you can recognize your ego really quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a really interesting challenge it is interesting and when the word ego comes up then you can kind of have it come up more and recognize it more and right. disregard things where like i'm feeling this feeling is this my ego feeling this feeling right or am i feeling this feeling mm-hmm. but that is also where it gets hard too is allowing myself to recognize when it is me feeling the feeling and not being like well i shouldn't be feeling this because it's whatever yeah so it's and that's another balance of trying to find a huge balance (laughs) and it honestly takes a lot of effort to allow myself to feel sometimes because I feel like I'm 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 so like at this level where I'm so here right now and I'm so this and so that which is the ego attaching Mm -hmm. itself to these labels like I'm so calm cool collected that I can't let myself feel angry for example that's a big one I struggle with Mm -hmm. which anger is usually just fueled by for me lately is injustice Mm -hmm. and uh the lack of compassion and um unethical behaviors from people above us Mm -hmm. so therefore I feel a certain way and I don't know how to grapple it because I'm like is this anger or is this hurt and I understand that it's both just because I'm hurt doesn't mean I can't be angry. Just because I'm angry doesn't mean I can't be hurt. I know that anger is a secondary emotion at the end of the day to fear. So it's the hurt that I feel from being angry and then vice versa. And then at the very bottom of that is fear. Mm-hmm. It's the fear of the way the world is going at the moment. Totally. 
So it just stems up from there. But the fact that I'm able to recognize that, I think, puts me in a better place than most people because, it, number one, a lot of people don't even know how to process the surface emotion, let alone the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. So I think that puts me at a better advantage. But like I said, it's taken a lot of work, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of reading, consuming mm-hmm. material, um, a lot of psychedelics <laughs> to get me at this place that I am now. And I wouldn't change it for a thing. I'm very, very grateful to be at such a steady, neutralized happiness. Um, but I'd wish that everybody could be because it's a really nice feeling. It's really cool to just live your day-to-day life just like, you know, like you said, trusting the universe and also putting effort towards your goals and not worrying about the outcome and understanding that everything will, everything I give will ultimately be sent back to me in one way or another. Right. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, just putting the energy out there and, you know, it's likely that it'll be returned. And there's going to be downs in your life. You can't have perfection. And you just, you take what comes to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that in regards to the anger that you feel in regards to injustices, it's... and. And that whole process, too, that was very enlightening. I enjoyed <laughs> listening to that. Um, but it's, I think it's a level, like, you continue, as you continue to know the injustice and you can channel that energy into action and change right, or you can get upset about yeah. it. And so it's just, I think, within time, there's some acceptance that the shitty things are going to be happening because mm-hmm. there's no. It's out of our control. Yeah, it's literally out of our control. But then, with a common collective and a common like consciousness, if we all had more of the same perspective in regards to like creating less harm on the earth, then that can create more hope. That you know, everyone deep down has a good soul, right. and it's it's available to them as long as they have the tools Mm -hmm. and so it's just all awareness you know right it's um you know when I first came to veganism it was during a time where not a lot of people were doing it and so I find that like when that when I was going through that there was a lot of anger for me too and a lot of what not really a way for me to release it either because um, no one was going to be receptive to it. Like, right. there's people who are releasing their anger about animal activism and they're getting replies and stuff like that. But it's like, anyway, that's a whole other subject matter. All I'm trying to say is I feel like it's just, like, levels of grief. Um, right, definitely. And, like, it's, as time goes on, we just need to continue to start f- continuing to fight the good fight because, uh, you know, like I was saying, it's better to be actionable and to, like, do it than just, I don't know, feel angry about it. Like, right, and then not do anything about it. Right. Right, yeah. But not but having anger is not a bad thing. I think, mm-hmm. that like, having every type of emotion is probably has its time and place. Like, sure. you should feel angry. Sure. It is something to be anger about, angry about. But then also just, you know... But then you can unpack it more. Right. It's what you do with it that matters most. And then what the what the next steps will be, mm-hmm. you know? Like, sure. well, what am I going to do with what makes me feel this way? Mm-hmm. It is a very interesting process to continue and unpack that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's getting um, more... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm being more... Um, 
oh my god, hello. <laughs> it's not working. I'm being more exposed to the things that I feel injustice over because totally. I'm starting to be more aware of it. And so it's also again finding that balance with the media that I consume, which in in um in turn is beneficial to be looking at because it's bringing awareness but it's the same thing as the news too much of it Mm -hmm. is going to be detrimental so it's again finding that balance and not following every single like um eco-friendly page there is because some of them post the same redundant content about example number one the fires that are going on in brazil Mm -hmm. i've seen that so much all over my feed and it's nice to know that people are aware and are trying to bring awareness whether it's signing a petition or just voicing it to let people know because it's not being covered by the media but then again it brings that feeling of like desperation and like hopelessness Mm -hmm. which i am struggling with currently so i know that it's out of my control and i know that things have like this have happened probably handfuls of times since i've been alive Mm -hmm. but now i'm just more aware of it so it's how i choose to go about knowing and then following by action i think that is the most important for me and whether that just be signing like i said a petition or whatever um it's important for me to be able to process these things in my own way and i suppose earlier this year um i was more able to turn a blind eye to these types of things um whereas now it's so present and i care a lot more so now i I feel like i have to do something about it so um i think that taking action is going to be different for every person and whatever you can do to help yourself relieve some of those negative uh feelings go for it you know so Mm -hmm. for me i'm like i said twice already i've just been signing a lot of petitions hoping that it'll do something and just trying to be more conscious of the waste that i've been producing and um how i can avoid it which is really hard it's so hard like i haven't been grocery shopping in like weeks because i'm just like dreading it because everything is wrapped in plastic Oh, it's that's so a hard. Whole other yeah, that is a whole other episode. But I'm we just, can I'm just saying. Teach you the ways, <laughs> please, please do. Um, no, I, I get you for sure. It's, uh, it's a lot when. Well, first of all, I think definitely media has increased a lot. I mean, there's also just a shit ton more to report on. Like the Earth is kind of going haywire, but. Um, at the same time, like I ha- I'm, it's kind of annoying because I'm always looking for the silver lining or trying to be optimistic about things, even despite <laughs> the way things are happening. But I just I I feel like we might be getting ourselves to a breaking point where people will not appreciate what's going on and want to make a change. For sure, like I, I think it's been on the brink for a few years now yeah but things are changing and with the awareness comes uh responsibility Mm -hmm. and so i think that it like i had mentioned in my post earlier today there's two sides of every coin and i think it's important to understand that because 
it's being pushed at me it's also being pushed at a lot of, a lot of other people too mm-hmm. and people are starting to wake up mm-hmm. and i think that in this day and age i mean i can't really say because i'm literally 23 years old and i don't know what it was like in um other times besides this era but i know like for example the 70s it was like a glimpse of what we're at now mm-hmm. where everyone who believed in what we believe were just called hippies and like thrown to the side mm-hmm. whatever but because of them they created that consciousness shift mm-hmm. and it, it it hasn't stopped mm-hmm. now it's just growing and it's being more widespread because of the availability to see all of the um you know the changes throughout social media like more specifically so yeah, there is a silver lining and that's the fact that people are being shaken awake and yeah, I had to take up till now with all of the bullshit going on for people to start waking up, but it's better than never, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that it's still slowly but surely, but I mean, personally, like my circle is surrounded with people who are on the same wavelength as I am. So I can only imagine how many other circles there are who mm-hmm. are on the same wavelength as well, which is really, it's cool to think about, about how, um, yeah, things are shifting. The tide is turning. <laughs> yeah, I have faith. Yeah, for sure. And we can help with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just awareness and... Wake the fuck up. Subliminal messages coming in. Dude, if people hear that, that'd be amazing. I hope it, I hope it picked up. No, but seriously, yeah, I guess I, I mean, that is something that I know, but like talking about it out loud is, it makes me feel a lot better because although everyone on Instagram is posting about it, that means everyone that I follow on Instagram is on the same page as me. So Mm -hmm. that's something to be grateful for instead of people being like, fuck the Amazon. It's like, no, (laughs) you know, there's there's not people like that. I don't think there's people who either just ignore it or want to do something about it. There's no one who is like genuinely like, Mm -hmm. you know, has negative things to say about the environment right besides the people who don't believe climate change is real which also like what the fuck that's another topic that just (laughs) blows my mind i don't understand but that's fine to each their fucking own i guess you'll be dead soon anyway so uh there's a little bit of a generation gap between well do we even say our names i'm christina My name's Grace. Uh, there's a little, I mean, so Grace is, she said she's 23, and I have just become 30 years old. And I think that, uh, and just to give you context to what I'm about to say, is that there's been a huge influx of people who are trying to speak up on behalf of, like, the earth, animals, um, consciousness, you know, just... Social injustice. Yes, just right. in general. It's There's just been a huge uptick, and so it... It gives me a lot of hope. For me to be, in 2009, the only vegan I knew, to just pages, millions and millions of vegan pages with millions and millions of followers and millions Mm -hmm. and millions of vegans. Right. And you don't, you know, back in 2009, I did not think that that's what 2019 was going to look like. But something that I've also been learning about is you have to think about the future context and create the goals and the plans in order for the future context to happen. Mm-hmm. So we have to be spreading awareness and giving people more information and tools to reach that area. Like, 2029, what is that going to look like? Right. It's frightening to think about, but also it could be really cool. Yeah. So it's, we, you know, yeah, we just have to give the people the tools. Um, 
that silver lining that and i think there's definitely different ways of effectiveness in spreading messages you know Mm -hmm. because those are people who are just flat out pissed Mm -hmm. and like i think it's for me personally it's harder to resonate with someone who's just straight up angry and doesn't really give uh i mean i don't know it's I, i don't really know how to get any more specific than that versus someone who is passionately upset Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So people can, because I know, for example, I've seen people on Facebook just like straight like, how could you not see what I see? Like, why are you not agreeing with me? That's Mm -hmm. like how they're coming off. Right. Versus like, here's what I know and my experience with it. And this is me sharing information. Right. And take, Mm -hmm. take what you will, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that the way that you go about spreading awareness is what will make the difference as well. Totally. Yeah. You have to be nice mm-hmm. and effective yeah. and receptive. Yeah, just open and letting people in on your perspective, not just your opinion. Your experience is more important, I think. Yeah. I don't know how long we've been talking for. I have no idea. So that was our first episode. <laughs> cool. I'm down. I mean, as far as, I mean. It's been at least 50 minutes. 50? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the, what's the, ta- the is this? That's Seconds? Seconds. Oh, I see. Okay. Signing off. (laughs) Goodbye, guys.